your M.O. I printed a copy of my book on self-esteem and gave it to a friend for her opinion before I make it available. She was so excited by the beginning, she asked me to elaborate on this concept of M.O. in a podcast episode. She will learn more as she reads the book, but it seems so synchronistic because this was right after another friend I don't see often was asking me the same question without knowing the term M.O. He wanted me to explain why I am the way I am and why he is the way he is and can that change because he is so uncomfortable with himself. I didn't have the opportunity to explain your M.O. on that evening. So with two friends in five days wanting clarity on this, here it goes. I know I talk so much about knowing yourself, but I don't talk enough about deciding who that is before you can know it. My journey was a mishmash of trying to know myself before fully deciding who I was. I learned that I didn't know who I was when I found myself alone in my house without an alcoholic to enable and pussyfoot around. It was like staring into an empty room with no color, no furniture, and no decor, while also having none to put in there. It was kind of a blank slate that some might see as liberating and looking like freedom, when it was actually very sad and confusing. Who am I? What am I? How will I? Who will I? When will I? Facing that blank room was depressing because I had 39 years behind me that was not the person I wanted to be. And she was such a nobody anyway. I don't mean she was unknown to the world. I mean, she was so incredibly empty, just like that room without anything in it. Countless people have lived and died without knowing or caring that their personal construct could be decided by them. And because so much of who you are can be decided, it seems a sad thing to me to live a life by happenstance and to just end up the person you are, which is really a good way of explaining my struggle with anger. I don't want to choose it, which might be why I've made it such a big deal. It's one of the few things in this world that can control who I am. And that's not cool by me. I want my MO, my construct, my way of operating, my who, to be of my choice and making. I have an old podcast episode called My Who, Your Who, Who Are You? It's along these same lines. I suggest listening to that episode also. Okay, I need to give you the meat of what your MO is. You've no doubt heard That's just his MO. It stands for modus operandi, mode of operation or functioning. Also a person's manner of working, a person or thing's normal mode of operation. So although this definition leaves room for any number of normal modes, the clarity is in the specificity of you. What is your normal mode of operation in all the things that are you? There are countless answers to that depending on your personality. But your MO shouldn't be happenstance without thought or consideration. Like, are you kind? Are you willing to stop and listen? Are you patient? Are you clumsy? Are you a slow mover or a fast one? A classy dresser? A casual person? Are you someone who is dependable or someone who slacks? You could literally think of a thousand questions about anything The point is we can choose who we are, how we do things, the way we show up, how others perceive us, and how we see ourselves. You do that 
by consciously making decisions about yourself and who you want to be, how you want to be seen by others. This is why my struggle with anger is so upsetting to me. I don't want anyone to see me as an angry person. I'm not always angry. But because I see anger as so yuck, of course I don't want it to taint my self-perception either. I don't want my MO to contain anger. There's a song by Nicotine Dolls that I love. It's a perfect example of where I was before I made decisions about my MO. I've been listening to it pretty constantly since I found it because it resonates so much with me. In the song, he is asked, what makes you sad? And then he has to think about how to put it into words, how to explain what he's feeling that's tearing him up. And it's part of his MO. He finally answers and says, everything, every breath and step and word that's falling out of me. It's like a hammer through the knees of who I want to be, somebody who's easy to be around. My adjective is overwhelming. So he can see who he wants to be, at least in some part. He wants to be easy to be around. He probably knows people like that and wants to be one. This is almost identical to the friend who asked me about why I am the way I am a few days ago. And he didn't even know how to ask it. He sees me as someone who's easy to be around, and he sees himself as overwhelming. Unfortunately, we were at a gathering of friends, so it wasn't possible to elaborate on MO and how a person has to first make decisions about who they want to be. Then you have to do and be those things. You make them part of your MO. In that song, later he says, if I say too much, you'll realize you made a choice in loving me, you regret. You will run away from the falling house into another person's arms, straight into stronger arms. I wouldn't break your heart. If I was you, I'd fall apart next to this bleeding, bruising art on a wall in a room no one wants to walk in. You leave me hanging and hoping. It's then he really answers the original question, tell me what makes you sad. And he says, it's more than you know. Maybe I'm oversharing to say I understand this as clear as if I wrote it myself. This isn't a space I don't still touch on. I do. It's inside me, and it's not a faint memory. However, it is more like a fiber in my fabric. I made decisions about myself that were bigger. So that sad and overwhelming part of me is just part of me. It's not my MO. I needed this reminder recently. And this is true of so many things we experience and go through in life. Not just the sadness and the self-perception of your adjective being overwhelming. The millions of feelings, the countless emotions, the endless self-definitions. They don't disappear. And that doesn't need to be the goal. To decide to change your MO is not to somehow erase parts of you. It's to prioritize parts of you. Maybe make decisions that involve change so those old parts of you are just your history. History doesn't have to be an active part of you now. I think that thought is the liberation many people refuse to allow themselves. They hold history in their hands and try to tell themselves that the history is their MO, when what this is, is wasting time and energy. Put that history on a shelf. Go and be and do whatever you want. The point is to choose. And the aim is to like that person more than anyone else could. 
because you choose to be the person you enjoy, the person you find funny, the person who has the style and taste and je ne sais quoi that suits you and your desire. Can you see how that person who decides who they are becomes that person and then enjoys that person? And you could even say is someone whose adjective isn't overwhelming, but easy. The friend that's reading my book and asked me to elaborate on MO said, I'm glad you're willing to explain it and to make an episode about it so people like me can learn from your efforts. It's easy to say it's my passion now. I never knew I could be this person until I became this person. Which is kind of like proof that in order to create your modus operandi, you have to make some decisions about what that looks like. I recently met a man who, unlike most men, is so pulled together and classy, it's easy to see he understands everything I've explained here. His MO is a constant example to everyone around him. The words he chooses, his calm manner, his respect, his ease of communication, and his security in himself. I can't say I can remember meeting a man like him who so clearly knows his adjective. And even if it's not the same adjective I'd choose for him, it must be something similar to calm or classy. And didn't I need the reminder that men like that exist? Especially because of my anger struggle and seeing it as a masculine trait I don't want. I surround myself with women because it's so easy to find top quality women who feel good to be around. I keep my circle of men small because I don't find new great ones. So although I don't yet know if this classy man will be a friend, he's definitely a great example of choosing your MO. The song, What Makes You Sad, that helped me so easily explain all this, came into my world about a week before my friend at the party asked why I am like I am and he is like he is. It's like the setup for a lesson on becoming someone who's easy to be around. In these last few weeks, many things have appeared to help me not just explain this in a podcast episode, but to hit home for me too and be a reminder about choices. Let's say classy man isn't who I saw, that he sees himself totally differently. It actually doesn't change anything because I was shown his MO. I'm going to repeat something I say often, but I want you to see it through the lens of someone having already chosen their MO. People show you who they are. Believe them. 